Hello again. Uh, just about to start this week's edition. Uh, Gordon Tallis due to make an unplanned appearance. I'm obviously saying this after the podcast uh, has been recorded. Otherwise, how would I know that you get the picture? Uh, sportsbet.com.au help us uh, put this together, and we thank them once again. Uh, they've got yet another money-back special this week. Not only the head-to-head special, where if you uh, your team is in front at halftime, uh, but then gets run down and loses. You get your money back up to 100 bucks. You've got the five-leg multi-money back special. If you only get one wrong in the head-to-heads, um, money back up to 100 bucks. Uh, you need to check terms and conditions, by the way, for all these details. But on Sunday, the midday game, the matinee game between the, Dragon, uh, between the Warriors and the Broncos, um, if your player scores any try except the first on first try score bets, you get your money back up to 100 bucks. So there you go. Lots to choose from. Let's do the podcast. This is the Rush Hour NRL Preview. All right, welcome to another week. And uh, you might hear the cricket in the background. It's uh, just gone 5 o'clock on a Thursday. Uh, Sterlo, hello to you. Hello, Dan. They've given us another week. Beautiful. That's nice to hear. Well, it's not due to our great tipping. You had a reasonable week last week. Uh... Still one behind me, but uh, you're clawing each week. You, you've hit your stride, Sterlo. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I could always, I always had you in sight. I got never any problem with that picking you up. It was just a matter of when, not if. Uh, a couple of the, um, the the starts got me, I must yes. admit. I, I went Penrith, and they were only one, one, one and a half points out of it, and a you know, game here or there. So that's, that's what I've got to get my head around is, is the starts, getting them right. Well, and there was one, we had our first tie of the season, and we both, uh, well, it's the same game, Gold Coast-Newcastle. Now, I told you, this was a game to agonise over. Well, it was a two-point start, and it ended up being a, um, a two-point margin. So uh, we got that one tied. Uh, so, and in that game, Jeremy Smith scored very late to get the uh, that's right. to get that result. Uh, so at the end of week three... Uh, even though I don't think either of us are delighted with how we're going, uh, I'm 12, 11, and 1, and you're 11, 12, and 1. So we're basically treading water here. So that's okay. We're not, if people are following our tips, and I don't know why they do that, um, they're not losing money, certainly not yet. Well, it'd be, if, if we were vying for the top eight, um, yeah, we'd be one of those teams around seven, eight, nine, ten. Just we, We've just got to come up with a couple of victories just to get us up into that top echelon. Now, let's start here, Sturlo, because I haven't got the starts in front of me. So I'm on the Sportsbet app, and we thank Sportsbet for helping us do these uh, uh, podcasts. So I'm uh, just getting the starts as I go, which means I haven't made my picks yet. Maybe that'll work, uh, doing it on the fly. Let's go with Parramatta South. Parramatta minus eight, and the over-under is 40.5. This game is at Pertec Stadium, Sturlo. Yeah, home game for Parramatta, and uh, look, they were terrible in the first half against the Warriors last week, and it wasn't any great surprise that it got to 28-0 at one stage. Uh, brave comeback, scored three tries, and if they'd have got a next, the next one, it might have put a few um, palpitations into the hearts of the, the Warriors players, but they had it wrapped up a long way from home. Look, uh, there are still some injury concerns for Parramatta. They, they still, I think, got a couple of players playing busted. I know that there's no Dylan Walker for the Rabbits, but I'm thinking that the kind of form they're in, uh, if they win, they seem to win fairly comfortably. Mm. So eight's not 
aches not a big margin. So you're going for South? I uh, am. And me too. You know the thing that's scary, and you, you just said it, they weren't very good at all against the Tigers, and they still won hands and heels. And yeah. when Par- you say when South win, they tend to win easy. When Parramatta lose, they tend to lose by a margin. So... Uh, uh, on with you. I know they've got a wonderful record at Pertec. I think they've won 10 of their last 12 there, uh, but uh, one of those two defeats was against South, and it was fairly comprehensive, so um, South for me as well. Now, the other game, very weird. Four Sydney teams playing on Friday night. Tigers... I can't remember, Dan, the last time that we had geographically two, two games so close to each other as the only matches. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. ANZ Stadium... Even when I'm hitting the ball badly, I can nearly hit a three-wood from, from there to Pertex. So it's it, um, it, it, it's uh, very tight, isn't it? Well, you co- <laughs> see, see, I just picked something about you there. You couldn't say a driver. You had to say three-wood <laughs> as to sort of give yourself a bit more credibility on the golf course. No, I just hit my, I hit my three-wood better than my driver, that's all. <laughs> I've got to thank you. Um, you have taught me the way... Because, yes, I, I live uh, near the city, and uh, you have taught me the way to ANZ and Parramatta. If, if you want to spend a little bit of money, and because I only make the drive every so often, it's what, you know, I'll, I'll cop the, the tolls. But basically, M2, Pennant Hills Road, or M2, Beecroft, that's the way to go to the football at Homebush or Parramatta. And now that I've said that, uh, everyone's probably going to follow yeah. that, and that, and that way has just been ruined. Yeah, good on you. Well done. Now, now, now that's a bit of reverse psychology. We'll go the other way now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other way now. Oh, don't ever go that way on a Sunday afternoon because people uh, are lined up at the DFO. Um, I'm sorry, if you're outside Sydney, this is just completely pointless drivel, even more so than normal. But uh, but I'm just thinking tomorrow night, Sterler, we've both got to make that trek to Homebush. You're going to have peak hour. You're going to have Homebush traffic. And they'll, they'll get a crowd there. They'll get 25. And they'll get probably 15 to 18 at Parramatta. So that's going to be a delight to drive uh, tomorrow night uh, to Friday night football. You've lost me. I've heard of ANZ. I've heard of the SCG. I've heard of the MCG. I've heard of the WACA, the Wacker Ground. Yeah. I've never heard of the DFO. I, I, don't know. <laughs> the, I have no idea who's playing there. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are attending. They're watching. Uh, that's uh, You know where the DFO is, though? Uh, at that big roundabout near Homebush Bay Drive. Yeah, I think I do. I've never been in there, Dan. I'm not a shopper. West's Tigers can I don't believe that, by the way. West's Tigers Canterbury... Uh, now, I don't know if you're aware of this, Stirler, but Aaron Woods was ruled out today. So, okay. no Richards, uh, no uh, Woods, Halatau and Naguama in doubt. Uh, eight and a half is the start. I've got the uh, over-under in front of me, uh, but uh, that's with the Aaron Woods news. God, he was so good last week. I'm, I, I think the dogs uh, here, Sturlow, even giving eight and a half. Well, even without those changes, and I didn't know that Aaron Woods was out, I would have been going the Bulldogs giving up eight and a half. Uh, they're, they're far from their best of Bulldogs, but um, I, I think that they're a very solid outfit at the moment, and I think that they'll contain the West Tigers. Uh, there are still points in the Dogs. Tim Laffey was great last week, and uh, they're building as a side, I think. The West Tigers, they're going to worry a lot of teams, maybe just not this week. Uh, Newcastle Penrith is Saturday afternoon, and Newcastle 3-0. and now, we could we can go half-glass empty and say, well, who have they beaten, really? An 0-3 Cowboys team, an 0-3 Gold Coast team, and a Warriors side that um, isn't quite there yet. But they keep winning. Penrith, again, no Jamie Soward. Penrith are giving up one and a half. So Newcastle are the outsiders. They're getting one and a half at home. Which way are you going? 
I'm going Penrith. The, the, yeah. the biggest concern for me, Dan, is I don't like tipping teams that are backing up from Monday night football early in the season. I don't think there's a great conversion rate there. But um, look, this Newcastle side, you, you point out the fact that maybe they haven't beaten the heavyweights, but it's been the way that they've done it. You know, they've come from behind uh, in all three games to win, and that shows plenty of character. Uh, one of those games was against North Queensland away from home, and there was a fair margin that they had to overcome. So their form is good um, in regards to they don't give up, and they won't against Penrith. But I, I like Penrith. My big concern, as I point out, I don't like tipping teams backing up from Monday night footy. Uh, we've got... Uh, oh, this is a hard game to sell. Thankfully, we're not calling this one. Although although the fact that they're both 0-3 does make them desperate. Hang on, hang on. Who are you going... Who are oh, you going Penrith. Penrith? No, not I'm with Newcastle. you. I'm with you, Penrith. I haven't rated Newcastle all year, and I keep getting egg uh, splattered in my face, but... Um, the funny thing about the Panthers is I had this stat on the weekend that uh, before the game against Pan- uh, the Roosters that they'd only ever had soured out once and, he, and they lost. And I use that as some sort of um, uh, indication. Well, then I, I did some further research. That one game that he wasn't there was against the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne. They lost 18-17 on account of... Um, uh, Cam Smith, no, they missed a penalty goal after the siren. I remember. I so remember they virtually won. The they did everything to win the game without. <laughs> they were and they were perfectly, even though they were outmatched against the Roosters, they were perfectly fine against them. And I think they just might have a little bit too much class. Now, I don't know. Rick Stone's not the sort of bloke to play uh, uh, funny, funny buggers, but he's put Sione Matauti back to 18th man. Now he's done that a few times, and, and Matauti has ended up playing, but. Does that sound outrageous that he is a test player and he's not good enough to make the 17 of a club team? Yeah, I don't know about outrageous, and I think he'll be in the 17 again this Mm. week. Um, You know, obviously earlier in the season, it was uh, Joseph Leilua who appeared to be in all sorts of trouble about retaining his spot because he didn't have a great off-season, was carrying weight, but uh, his form alongside Gagai has been tremendous. Uh, Matauti is just a luxury at the moment, and when, when you look at it, you know he's a representative player, but he's he's still got he'd be lucky to have a, have double figures in first grade games under his belt. So, yeah, he's he's a, a work in progress, and that work is starting out very early on, but in a very promising manner. So he'll play plenty of first grade. They don't need to rush him now, but he'll be in the seventeen. Uh, Cronulla Gold Coast five and a half is the start. Cronulla giving Gold Coast taking. Um, I've got a lock of the week here, Sturlo. Lock of the week. The under, 37.5. I, I just cannot see Gold Coast scoring too many and Cronulla not more many more. Which way are you going with the game, with the Sharks giving 5.5? Yeah, I'm going Cronulla. Uh, the, the home ground advantage uh, play, plays for me a little bit. Um, if anything, the Titans have probably been in the better format of the two, but I look at the playing <laughs> rosters and... Uh, on, on paper, they have a better side. The biggest problem with our game, Dan, and we come into selections is the game isn't played on paper. Uh, but on this occasion, I, I am going to go with the Sharkies. So you know, I had them in my eight. I had them, you know, in eight spot at mm. the end of the season before a ball was kicked. Uh, I see something in them, and if, if you know, if we are going to get anything out of the the Sharks this year, it's got to start this weekend, surely. I, now, this is a game I would not put a cent on because I have no idea. Well, hang on, you've got a lock. No, for the under, but in terms of the, um, and, I'm, and I'm happy for that, but we, we're, we're keeping score via who we're picking with the starts. 
Uh, in terms of if I had to pick a winner, I, I honestly have no idea. Cronulla's a better team. I've got a feeling it's going to be really a really ugly, tight game that whoever wins, it's going to be close. So I'm going to accept the five-and-a-half-point so, uh, start for Gold Coast. So I'm taking Gold Coast, but as I said, I'm, I would not be, they're not going to be in any all-ups I have. They're going to be... Um, it's just going to be one I'm tipping only for the sake of tipping. I just realised I forgot to do something today, Sturlo. Fleetwood Mac tickets went on sale, and as an American Express customer, I can you actually... Got the early ones. Yeah, I've forgotten to do it. Now, that's okay. I'll go and do it after. But and Now, will you be attending Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, so um, I see that there uh, is a later concert in November up at, uh, in the vineyards. I'll be going to that one. I think that's about November 14th. Yeah, November 14th. Like All right. Yeah. Well, thank I don't know, because, see, it's at this point of each podcast, Stella, we start talking about some musical band. <laughs> oh, look, celebrity oh. guest Gordon Tallis has walked into the podcast. What does Fleetwood Mac sing? What don't they sing? Yeah, I know. Look, I know they're famous. And Go I know your I'd own like, way. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Dreams, Mate, And I know Gypsy, I love all their songs, but... Little I, Lies. Yeah. Chain, the Chain, that's what we like, the Chain. Rhiannon. Yeah. Tusk. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of singing. In, no, in no, no, no. Uh, you ever seen the video clip to Tusk? Yeah, yeah, with the, the marching band. The marching band. Actually, uh, I went to a, an NFL game and I thought that they, when, when they started marching out, and the, 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 when the marching bands come out at the break in the NFL games, they actually start marching out 10 or 15 minutes early around the side of the field because it takes them that long to, to get in position. <laughs> the game's still going on. Um, and I thought, well, here we go, Fleetwood Mac are definitely making another music video. Uh, and next, the next minute, when the players left the field, the whole ground was taken up by people, by, like the marching band and, and uh, the instruments and the dance. It was remarkable. You know what uh, this uh, conversation, you talked about the, um, uh, the, uh, the video clip. Uh, the other day on one of the, on channel, uh, whatever, Music Max or whatever the, the, ver- the equivalent is these days, when was the last time you saw the video clip for this song, Fanfare for the Common Man, Emerson, Lake and Palmer? Dinah, do you remember the video clip to this song? No, I don't. It is, uh, they must be Canadian because it's shot at uh, Olympic Stadium in Montreal in the middle of winter. So as they're playing their instruments, the steam is coming off the instruments, the drums or the guitar or whatever. And they're all in le- tight leather, leather coats and they're all rugged up and it's an empty stadium. So when you say tight leather, you, sh- you sure it, it wasn't YMCA coverage? <laughs> no, sorry, like I meant leather. Uh, 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 like I misrepresented people. Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how we've got here, Dan. We're, we're, we're talking the football, and somehow you've already got Emerson Lake and Palmer teed up in the background because you've been able to play. Well, I'm in the proper studio today. I've got access to it. I looked oh. it up while we were talking. There you go. Remember this is the old Channel 7 sport music? Jim Courier has just broken Milosav Machir. Let's see if he can consolidate after this seventh summer of tennis. How is Slobodan Zivijinovic going? Oh, Bobo. That's him. Bobo. <laughs> um, Gordy, this is the crap that we talk about on this. That's this good. is a football preview podcast, and it ends up travailing into this territory. All you to do is play last night. You get some gold out of that. How good was James Seguiaro? Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And not only that, what a character and how tough he was. You know, congratulations. I'll give you as a wrap here. The Fox do this, that they put microphones on people. There should be, we all talk about the problems in the game, and this is this is a very small thing, but the NRL, they've got enough money to have, put, have their own film department. They should, be, they should have half a dozen players mic'd up a week, and they've got yes. that audio and that vision. And can you imagine... 
how good that would <laughs> good be. On, good on you, Dan. <laughs> they do that all of a sudden, we don't have a show. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, my God. No, but no, but the Sturlow show is setting the trends. Others are copying. We can just give it to them every week. And then at the end of the year, they can put it in their That's vault. It. Have you ever seen NFL films, Gordy? <laughs> yes, I do. And the sounds of NFL and all that, it's great. I watch it. Is it true that when James Seguiaro was clobbered by Dylan Napa, it actually did break the microphone? Yeah, well, that's what Sturlow told me. But the one thing I love about that is he did get collected. He did, And then Dylan Napa, what a great bloke. Are you okay, buddy? But not only that, the next time Seguiaro got the ball, he went straight at him again and went through the line. So I love it. I love it. I love the courage and I love – and you know what? He was a little character. It sounded a bit like Eddie Murphy early when <laughs> when that Dylan scored the try. He's got it. You know, he's like a little kid when he got an ice cream back in the day, you know, being, being sort of cheeky. But, mate, I think it's great. And I think it's a great show for the fans just to get behind and can watch – what their stars are really like. I, I did my favourite moment of that, Sterlo, was Napa saying, "Are you all right, buddy?" <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's yeah, and that's right. And that's what the players. That's what the players are like. You know, they yeah. they go out there, they try and whack each other. They you know get in yeah. the shoulders, in under the ribs, and but at the end of the game, you know, shake hands, off to the bar, have a drink. It's just <laughs> the nature of the beast, and it's a great, it's a great beast. And I watched the replay again, and I couldn't help laugh when he goes um to uh, Dylan. Hey, mate, you're a Mormon. You can't lie. Did you get it down? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how quick he is. Who thinks of that? Oh. <laughs> Gordy, you got to go. Yes, i got to go. He's got to go. Great so we've got to say thank you, special guest star Gordon Talos on the, uh, on the podcast. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, well, Gordy's doing the Friday night football with us tomorrow, Sterla, so we'll have a uh, we'll have to have I'll, a chat I'll then. I'll see you there. Yeah, Dragons Eagles. Dragons Eagles. What now, can you tell me about this? Oh, what can I tell you? This game's in Wollongong. Why is this game? Why are two Sydney teams playing in Wollongong? And I understand the Lawar element, and uh, that's some strange programming. Anyway, so uh, Wollongong's hundredth game apparently uh, uh, with the joint venture. Dragons two dollars forty, mainly a dollar fifty eight, and the start is four, which seems a bit thin to me given Kieran Foran is named and is set to play. Yeah, it is skinny. I was expecting more than that. Uh, Trent Merrin starts the game for the Dragons, and I guess that's no great surprise. Uh, the Seagulls they were they were they were good last week um, in the fact that they were very competitive against one of the better sides. Uh, their execution certainly let them down and their completion rate was poor. They'll have worked on that. Um, I, look, there's the part of me that still likes the Dragons. I, you know, I still, see, again, see something in them. And the fact that they got a win last week might just, you know, void the confidence to some degree. But they're taking on the Eagles. Uh, if Kieran Foran plays, then I'm even more confident about giving up four successfully. I'll go the Eagles, but it's a game that worries me. Yeah, we've only disagreed on one. This is becoming a common theme. Sunday Arvo, uh, New Zealand Warriors Brisbane. Two and a half start for the Broncos. Now, okay, this is 11 o'clock Queensland time. Now, the game's in New Zealand. Did you say two and a half to the Broncos? Two and a half to the Broncos. Okay. Now, this is in American football, this is a big thing. When the West Coast team goes and plays on the East Coast... Um, it's a problem because they're playing at 10 o'clock in the morning their time. And, and it does, a, the statistic is remarkable that the West Coast team almost always struggle. Do you think that Queensland being three hours behind New Zealand and playing at 11 a.m. their time is a, is a slight problem for them? Not really, Dan, because, you know, as a New South Welshman, when I go to Queensland, it's like going back in time anyway. No, don't, so, don't, no, no, I love uh, Queensland. Don't do, you did that last week. <laughs> 
did I? Well, mate, I'm expected to. I'm, hey, so, you're a Queenslander. What are you talking I about? I didn't mention that, but, you know, I didn't say it was like going back 20 years or anything like that, although that may be the case. But having said that, Dan, hmm. last time I went to Auckland, uh, there were cars driving down the main street. There were Zephyrs driving down the main street with uh, mag wheels. That, that that took me back through the time tunnel a little bit as well. So you've wiped out our Queensland podcasters, and now you've and, wiped and out New our Zealand New Zealand well. podcasters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. The, I'm going to go the Broncos. Ooh, yeah, the Broncos. Okay, Brisbane. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm not. Not again. I'm not. I, I was really impressed with them last week. The Warriors. The Warriors, if they were the side that like, they should be, and I expect them to be, when they led 28 nil against Parramatta. That should have turned into 40 or 50. It didn't. It went to 29. They kicked a field goal to make sure of it late in the game. They're still not where I need to, them to be to tip them very confidently. And uh, I think the Broncos are coming along quite nicely under Butt Wayne Bennett. Well, here we go. We're different here because, to me, Sean Johnson is way under par. He can't be bad this bad. Well, not this bad, but he, he can't be this uninfluential again. Chad Townsend's outshining him. I just think at some point... Townsend, uh, rather, Johnson's going to come to the party, and I fear for the Broncos it might be this week. And they got the, there's a ridiculous record the Warriors have over the Broncos over there. They've won something like six of the last seven or seven of the last eight. For some reason, the Broncos have struggled in Auckland. So Warriors, for me, minus two and a half. Uh, now, I've got to find the start here, Sturlo. Sydney Roosters, Canberra Raiders, $1.15, $5.50. Oh, geez, the start's 16 and a half. Now, this is what makes these podcasts a little more interesting because we'd be both tipping the Roosters uh, normally, but we're 16 and a half. What are you thinking? I'm thinking 16 and a half, a lot of points. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking that the Raiders have looked pretty competitive this year, but threw away a win last week. Absolutely slaughtered a win. Uh, the Roosters... Look, again, weren't at their best, but they found enough to beat a quality side in Penrith on Monday night. Monday night worries me a little bit. But mm. I'm going to go the Roosters. Again, I think okay. when the Roosters play well and win, uh, they can cover that kind of start. But, again, it's one of those difficult games. If you're a Raiders fan, I think you'd be, you'd be salivating at 16 and a half. I'd just be wondering um, if they're going to be heartbroken coming into this game after last week's... Devastation, really. You're right. They let 18-0. They, they fell asleep. Well, and it's going to go one way or the other, Dan. They're either going to suffer from that or they're going to react to it and Ricky Stewart is going to have them really primed after the, the disappointment of last week. So we'll know early on in the game as to which way they've reacted to that. Um, I'm thinking that, that the Roosters might still cover them. Yeah, me too. Afternoon game. They might be, you know, in the mood to express themselves and I got this feeling for 60 minutes, Canberra might be close, but then the Roosters just might blow them away with two or three late tries. So, and, and if it was down in the national capital, uh, that would make a difference oh, to me too. Absolutely. But, uh, with, it being, with it being up here at, at Allianz, yeah. uh, no, the, the Roosters love being there. And the last one, North Queensland, Melbourne. Uh, firstly, who do you think is the favourite for this game before I give you the start? Well, obviously the Stormer. $2.05 on Sportsbet. North Queensland, a dollar seventy-eight. Right. The start is it, has, has has Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, and Cameron Smith broken down this week, and we don't know that as yet. Or... Uh, all available, as far as I'm aware. 
Minus one and a half. And I must be an idiot because I'm taking the home side. Melbourne's got this crazy record up there. They've won five before last game, the last time they played. They'd won five of their last six. So Townsville is absolutely no issue to them. And the last time they played, the Cowboys won 22-0. But uh, Cooper Cronk nor Billy Slater played, and Cam Smith was the halfback. So I think we can wipe that one from the records. So everything says here that Melbourne, uh, who are in far better form than the Cowboys, are primed. But you're taking North Queensland. I just had this memory a couple of years ago. The Cowboys really put the cleaners through Melbourne on a Monday night up there. I think it was 34-6. I know that's largely irrelevant, but... um, they just can't be this bad four games in a row. I'll take the Cowboys. Well, I know that you're looking back that far, Dan. I'm not looking back anywhere near as far. I'm looking back to last week when Brisbane had the game won against North Queensland at half time. I'm looking back the week before that when the Cowboys had a substantial lead at home against Don't they Newcastle. Have pride? They win. And then I'm going to look back a week further to when they never looked likely against the Roosters. Uh, you don't turn it on and off like a tap. Uh, both Jonathan Thurston and Lachlan Coote have come out and said that their confidence is shot. I think the Storm win, and I think if they're getting one and a half, I'm doing handstands. Don't they have pride, though, Sterlow? I mean, well, mate, of course they do, and that'll carry you so far, but they're up against a Melbourne Storm side who, mate, they're, they're, to me, they're, they're the surprise packet, so I didn't think they'd, they'd make the eight this year, but he's a, he's a genius, Craig Bellamy. He's got a whole host of blokes that he's got as starting players now yeah. who I thought might struggle. Kurt Mann's going great. Blake <laughs> Green has been a revelation already. Jordan McLean, Torhu Harris into the run on side, and Dale Finucane, what a signing he is. I can't, I can't see how they can get beaten. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're the expert. I'm just the idiot that uh, hosts this thing. But uh, yeah, and next week when when you'll replay that after the Cowboys um, win by so 20. Can you stop with this obsession? That I'm going to replay things you say. I, I have never done that recently. Um, and uh, I'm the one that could have egg on my face because I'm going for the team that's 0 and 3 and hasn't looked like uh, hasn't looked like winning. You know, Melbourne's had basically 10 bad minutes all season. They could easily be 3 and 0. Well, the funny thing here, Dan, after this conversation we've had, if I was tipping North Queensland, listening to you, know, you'd, have turned, you'd have turned me around. I'd be, I'd be on Melbourne. But I'm not convinced they're that good. Yes, of course, they're very good, but I'm not convinced they're so good to go on this enormous winning streak. Uh, right, well, we've, we'll be doing that game, obviously, on Triple M, so yeah. we'll, we'll have a bit of fun with that one. Okay. Well, hang on. You're the bloke that had them not making the finals last year. All no, exactly right. And egg on my face as well. But it's we've had uh, we've had some some good Monday night games, and this one, when you look at the quality, if that they're at their best, this could be a really good contest. And I, and I think it adds a bit of intrigue that we've got North Queensland going so badly. Are they Melbourne playing for their season? So different. Oh, look, I think they are, Dan, because uh, the point we made on the show last night that. Yeah, they're running the next couple of weeks. I think they've got Penrith next week, and then I think they've got South, South Sydney. Both on Monday North. nights, both I'm in Sydney. North Queensland here. Now, you know, if something doesn't turn around for them, if they're 0-5, 0-6, then you, don't play, well, you certainly don't play, you don't finish in the top four. And you, you, history shows that it's very rare that you play final football. 0-6, nobody no. has ever played final football since 1952 when, uh, 54 when compulsory grand final. And none of and what beautiful stat, Sterling. Great stat. And none of those 0 and 6 teams have ever had uh, their best players uh, gone for a three week period for State of Origin oh, in the middle. Yeah. So if they're going to have to win 12 of their last 18, then geez, the odds are against them. Uh, all right, so there we go. We've, uh, we've sold this game nicely that we're calling on Monday night. 
uh, and we're done. You, now, how is it that you have not watched any of the cricket this afternoon? You're apparently uh, by the pool, and now you're talking to me. I mean, this is the World Cup semi, for goodness sake. Well, Thursday's my day, Dan. It's, uh, it, it, with the show being changed on Fox to a Wednesday night, so there's a lot of preparation goes into that, and, my, and the footy starts really on the Friday for me. Thursdays, it's my lay day, and... Uh, no work cricket. in watching the cricket. Oh yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch India. I'll um, I'll come in. I'll okay. know what they're chasing, and um, but I, um, that'll be a little bit late as well because my wife and daughter and I are going to the movies. Uh, oh, what, are session. what are you saying? What are you saying? Uh, the, the second part, there's, uh, it's called Insurgency or Insurgent or something. It's the, there's Divergent was the first one, which is kind of Hunger Games-ish, which uh, my daughter, yep. she, she enjoys. So. I was about to say, this is not a Sterlo pick, obviously. You don't even no, know the no, name of the no, movie. No, it was, as you know, it was my daughter's birthday on Monday. She turned 16, yes. so we're just con- continuing the celebration to some degree. So basically, you're going along, A, for your daughter, of course, but B, because you've got a hankering for popcorn and a choc top? <laughs> I just got to make sure that tonight I don't fall into the trap that I I, I, I do too often and wear a white shirt. <laughs> yeah. What about how? What about have you ever done the Maltesers with that combo? That that's one of the more sickly feel. That's one of the more low self esteem moments at the end of it when you've put away the popcorn, the Maltesers, and the uh, and the Coke. Yeah. No, and the choc top. No, t- tonight it's it's a tie meal. Off to the movies, oh, chopped off for dessert, and I'll come home and watch the end of the cricket. Now that's, now that's a night. Can you hear Tusk in the background, Sturlo, as we're about to say farewell? I, I can indeed. Uh-huh. I, can't wait, I can't wait to hear what music that we, we'll be listening to next Thursday. Well, who's putting a concert out? Uh, Rod Stewart. Can, Rod Stewart's oh. performing with James Rain. Let's get one of their yeah, songs. Yeah, let's, let's get let's, Rod Stewart, um, and I shall, I shall request. It will be reason to believe. From Rod Stewart, well, let's see I if it's in the system here. Well, if it's not, it's... Uh, well, I've got a week... mandolin wind. Either of those two... So I just don't think the Triple M system ones. here... I don't think it has Rod Stewart. I've got Merry Christmas Baby, Young Turks, Maggie May, Tonight I'm Yours, Every Picture Tells a Story, Downtown Train, oh, even I like that song, Killing of Georgie, Hot Legs, Drift Away, You Wear It Well. This is like karaoke. Yeah. We'll be together again for all we know. Jeez, we've got a lot of Rod Stewart in here. The very thought of you, these foolish things, that old feeling, it had to be you. Stop in any time. The handbags and glad rags. Wasn't that the song for yeah, uh, The Office? For, for The Office, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have that because you don't. it doesn't sound as though we're getting down to reason to believe or mandolin. Killing of Georgie, the first cut is the deepest, and that's it. Now, after Rod Stewart, it's the Rocky Horror... Uh, so, show, a Rocky I can, Horror I can, song? I can sing every song in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. See, I know all the words to all the songs. Oh, no, 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 that's time warps too. That's too. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. Listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. I remember. Mate, that's, that's too obvious that way. Okay. I went and saw it as a teenager two nights running and yeah. was hooked. Really? Yeah, but I don't go to the, you know, when they put the shows on in, in the theatres and dress up and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I, do, I do know the, the words to every song. So. Come on. Let's no, go. I'm not doing that. The blackness would hit me and the voice would be calling. Let's do the time of the year. You're not getting your singing this week. <laughs> you s- spoil sport. Exactly. All right, we've got to go.
I'll talk to you next week. All right, see you, Sterlo. This has been the Rush Hour podcast. Don't forget, gamble responsibly at sportsbet.com.au. And uh, they've got all their money back specials. Uh, They've got... uh, uh, they've got three this week that I saw. The uh, five-leg multi deal again. If you have one bet, uh, if you only get one leg wrong of a five-leg multi, you get your money back up to a hundred bucks. You've got your um, uh, halftime leader gets run down uh, head-to-head special. And there's another one involving the Warriors and the Broncos in the first try score. Check the website for details, and we'll talk to you next week. You still there, Sterlo? Gone. Goodbye.